Hey everyone, it's time again to crack open a cold one and talk real estate with Mike Ferrante from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team, based in Cleveland, Ohio. We are chatting about all things real estate, from agent training, real estate investing, buyer and seller tips, and more. It's free beer and real estate. Hello, real estate agents. Question for you. What is your brand? And if you don't know the answer to that question, I might follow up with, do you have a brand? All right. So that's the topic for today. I'm Mike Ferrante with Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team. We are a team of about 40 covering essentially the northern half of Ohio, uh, starting down in Columbus. We have one of our Columbus teammates on the call today, all the way up to Northeast Ohio, where we are... Uh, pretty dominant here in Northeast Ohio. That's part of our brand is that we're a pretty well-known team up here in Northeast Ohio and nationally now the number one team for Century 21 in number of sales. So we're going to try to keep that up through the end of the year so we can take home that trophy. Uh, but yeah, we're going to talk brand today. We do this training every Tuesday from 1130 to about 1150 and if you want to join us, you know, follow us on YouTube because we do post these videos. I know a lot of people can't necessarily join us live when we're on from 1130 to 1150 Eastern time. But if you go to the YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button and you can follow us on Facebook. We simulcast there. And of course, if you're on the podcast, Free Beer and Real Estate, uh, the free beer is tomorrow. You just missed it today. So that'll be coming tomorrow. Uh, if you want to hit me up, it's Mike at 21mike.com, and you can go to our website and schedule an appointment with me or someone on the team there, 21mike.com. The button's right at the top to schedule an appointment. Uh, my mentor and good friend and broker, Tony Geraci, joins us as well, and he's here today. Hi, Tony. How you doing? Hello. How are you today? Fantastic. Well, good. It's a nice day out there for real estate. Oh, yeah. I got a busy day ahead of me, so... Yeah, we're uh, bringing in the listings like crazy, Tony. I'm, I keep saying, what listing shortage? You know, we're actually up. I, I was doing some numbers. You sent me some numbers too. And right now we're down about 15% overall as far as number of transactions. And of course, that's really caused by the inventory shortage. But we're doing our part, Tony. We're bringing those listings in. But I think you're up in uh, volume. So, so yep, I, we are. Yep. Just yep. a uh, quick... Quick side note, tell agents, I have agents that are up in volume, up in commission, but lower in numbers. That means you're you're upping the prices of the houses, which is good. You could double your production by just doubling the, the price of the house. That's, that's right. The numbers <laughs> I saw today is prices in our area are up 2.3% in the last year. Number of transactions is down 15%. So that's a quick market check here, a little bonus on our weekly training. Uh, but Tony is here to give us his 30 plus years of experience in uh, real estate, mortgage, title businesses. And uh, if you want to hit Tony up and talk about Century 21 Homestar, he's the man. He's a, a wealth of knowledge in real estate. You can hit him up. Just text Tony to set up a time to talk with him. Let him know what you want to talk about, of course. 216-374-1269. Okay. Yep. How many other numbers do you know? I know a bunch. I'm one of those. Uh, <laughs> uh, you tell me a number once or twice and I remember it. Yeah, I, I know it, my old, uh, you know, my home address when I was a kid or home phone number, but I can't, none of my kids, nothing. It's all on speed dial. I, I don't know anybody's number. I got to do better with that. 
Yeah, it's a gift and a curse. Uh, but anyway, today the number is four, and that's going to be the four steps to building a brand. Uh, because as I opened up with, you know, what is your brand? You know, you might say, Mike, what are you talking about? Realtors don't have brands. Yes, they do. I mean, think about your competitors in the market. If you're saying, well, I don't know what my brand is, think about your competitors. Uh, Mike Pillow from down in Apple Valley Lake, uh, he has a competitor that, you know, like, I think he calls her the, the queen of that area, you know, so you guys do have local competitors who have built a brand and they've done that in a very, I, I want to say strategic way, but not all of them have done it on purpose. Some people build a brand by accident and, you know, some people have bad brands, bad reputation. So first let's talk about what a brand is. It's that reputation. I say it's the face and the voice of the company. So Tony, if I say to you, uh, Mercedes Benz, what comes to mind? What's their brand? Uh, their brand is, you know, luxury automobiles. Yep. Yep. And by the same token, if I said to you, uh, Hyundai, what's, what, what do you think of? I would say, you know, cost effective, uh, not economy because there's some nice ones. It's just, they try to, you know, make a market, uh, to make it cost effective for people. Yeah, I mean they're the Walmart, let's say, of of cars, uh, and that applies to pretty much anything. You know, you know, if you go to McDonald's, it's consistent. I think consistency is part of their brand. You know, whether I go to a McDonald's here in Cleveland or if we go to one in Sacramento, California, a Big Mac's a Big Mac. But I mean, do you go there for fine dining? Of course not. That's part of their brand. So I think that brand, first of all, it starts with a name. You know, I said McDonald's and what what immediately pops into your head. Hopefully everybody, not hopefully, but I think everybody probably thinks of the golden arches, right? Uh, so it's, it's a name, it's a logo, it's a slogan. Uh, it's the colors, you know, it's the face and voice of the company. And believe me, guys, you as real estate agents have a brand or you can build a brand. If you don't have one, you may have one and not, and not know it. Your actions and what you put out into the world is constantly creating a brand. So whether you try to or not, you're going to create a brand. So is, doesn't it make sense to do it stri strategically instead of creating a brand by accident? You know, why not create one strategically so that you become known as the agent who fill in the blank? you know, does luxury homes, uh, works uh, vacation properties. Uh, Tony, you've been in the business a long time. I'm sure you've seen lots of different agents and brokerages, frankly, with different brands. Um, you know, give, give us an example, uh, you know, like for, for, for example, what do you see as the brand for Century 21 Homestar? So yeah, Century 21 Homestar. Well, again, the, we, our brand, there's two different ways I go for what I brand to agents, you know, like what our value proposition to agents is. And then agents take our brand and, and represent what they want to represent and kind of go from there. So there, uh, the one thing about real estate brands is that it's, it's a sub brand, right? You know, it's your, your your own business. So you take your brand that is usually like I'll say Century 21 Homestar. It's it's what you make of it. You can be fine dining, you can be economy, you could be first time home buyers, you could be retirement. So the great thing about real estate when you have a brand that uh overshadows over all different aspects of things, uh, you know, like we have our our uh, sub um 
uh, well, not brand, but uh, find homes in estates and commercial divisions. And you could be uh, certified with Century 21 and, and take classes to be market yourself as that brand underneath our brand, if that makes sense. So you, uh, the great thing about Central and to answer your question is that we're all encompassing. You just, you get to pick which, which avenue you want to take and brand yourself as an expert in that. Yeah, I think you make a great point, Tony. So definitely the company, the team that you're with, that's the beginnings of your brand. People will assume certain things about you based on the company or team that you're with. So I think that is a great place to, to start. Um, my number one on my list in, in strategically building a brand is start with your audience and, and your strengths and weaknesses. So I know that's two things in one, but I think it's sort of a self-assessment. So if you're really good at something, or if you're like Mike Pillow and you live in a community you know, that's one of the places he started with his brand is, hey, I live here. I know this com community. So that's definitely a strength. And then also look at your your weaknesses and, and figure that out. And then how does that translate to your audience? So one of the examples I like to give, Tony, is, you know, I've I've heard agents, I've seen brand new agents, and I'm, and I'm not saying you can't do this, but I'm just saying you better be strategic about how you do it. But I've seen agents say, well, you know what? I've decided that I'm now a luxury agent. And it's kind of like that Michael Scott story I was telling, you know, Michael Scott from the office when he decides, he, you know, he gets advice that he should declare bankruptcy and he steps out into the office bullpen and he throws his hands in the air and says, I declare bankruptcy. And, and Oscar, the accountant's like, Michael, that's not how it works. You can't just declare bankruptcy by saying it. It's the same thing with building a brand. You can't just say, well, I'm a luxury agent. You know, you have to build around that and actually make it happen. So, Tony, anything to add on that as far as the beginning of building a brand? Yeah, no, just uh, and, and how specific you want to go. You know, most agents want to keep it kind of open or, you know, all different, not all different areas. Like, but if you want to be luxury and have a certain price point or certain areas or certain commercial or first time home buyers, I have some agents that uh, just like buyers, they, they get really nervous with sellers. So they market themselves just buyers agents and some agents just want to be listings, you know, so you just got to figure which one you are. And then you have like, I think what you're getting to, you have to have the to show the experience the knowledge the training the classes you take the designations to show uh, to back you why you're there you can't just declare <laughs> you gotta at least say i, I you know kind of like a doctor you can't say i'm a doctor you gotta go through classes but today that they're a doctor they're a doctor they might be not that experienced yet but they could call themselves a doctor so i tell you just you can take some classes get some knowledge use the office and then you could become a luxury agent you're just not experienced luxury agent yet but you have some training, some classes, and you know what to do, but you just don't have the numbers yet, like a, a new doctor. That's kind of how I, I explain it to them. Yeah. No, it's a great, it's a great point. And I think that one of the things you can have and get that is a feather in your cap, so to speak, is just knowledge of the inventory. You know, so if you're a, if you're a newer agent and you want to head down the path of becoming a luxury agent, one thing that anyone can do is know the inventory, especially if it's in a specific neighborhood. You know, it's kind of like we say walking into a listing appointment, even though you may not be uh, an expert agent yet with dozens or hundreds of sales under your belt. One thing you can certainly know is that house that you're getting ready to try to list and the neighborhood. So you can study to become an expert on 
that that particular listing and come across very confident. This podcast is brought to you by Mike Ferrante from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team, real estate agents serving all of Ohio. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or you're an agent looking to partner with the number one team for Century 21 in the entire U.S., contact Mike via email at mike at 21mike.com. So I think that, you know, the whole idea of, of developing this, this brand, you know, step one here is figure out who your audience is, your strengths and weaknesses, and start to figure out like what you're going to do to make yourself a brand, you know, what, what is the brand and, and who's your audience and, and what you're going to start working on to make that happen. Yeah, no, I like the, who your audience is and, and just in, and staying as focused as you want on your brand. The quick story I have just two seconds story is funny. I saw a, a, a video and it was a barbecue place it's somewhere, I don't know what city it was in, but uh, they had a, a, a one-star Yelp review and the Yelp review was uh, don't have enough vegan options. And, <laughs> and so they printed that Yelp review and, and put it on the back of all of the t-shirts of all the people that work there because this place knows their lane. They have vegan options, but they have enough. They're not trying to please everybody. They're a barbecue place and, and they're not a vegan place, but they have options, but they're not having enough. So they took that bad review and said, yes, that's us. We're not that that's not our lane. So you could kind of do that in real estate too. Like if someone's asking you, like, I'm, I'm going to buy investment property and you don't know anything about investment property. I'm like, sorry, I can't help you. I'm helping, you know, people buy or sell, you know, directly, not investors or vice versa. You just work with investors. So it's just an idea. You could try to limit your exactly what you are and stay in that lane. Yeah. We're spending a lot of time on step one, Tony, but I think there's a lot of good stuff here because no, no, I, you know, seriously, there's a lot of good stuff here. One of the things I wanted to mention, and I, you know, I'll bring it up now. It's the whole idea of, you know, the first, one of the first things you said is that a lot of agents just try to be very broad in general and say, look, I don't, I don't want to make a brand because then that'll limit me. I want to take from Westlake to Painesville down to Akron. I want all the business I can get. So why would I limit myself by becoming a brand that has a narrow lane? And look, I'm not here to Tell you, I know everything about marketing, even though I got my MBA with a concentration in marketing from Case Western Reserve Weatherhead School of Management. Little plug for Weatherhead there, uh, but you know, there's there's something to be said for for having a lane. You know, so I'm not saying don't do it, don't be that general agent that does everything, uh, but make but try to build your brand around that. Then, but I'm telling you that sometimes, uh, what's the saying, Tony? Have you heard? There's riches in niches, so it's that whole idea yes. that by being specific, you know, again, Mercedes, Mercedes is not out there trying to compete, compete with what's the new, uh, is it Ford focused? Do, do they still make a focus? What's, what's the cheap right. Ford? Right. Know? Like a Ford focus, right. They're not going down a, a particular price range. They have a, a limit, but also just going to say just, uh, not the brand of, uh, like an area you don't want to go like, I, I don't have no idea. I can't sell like some ages. Like I can't sell in Columbus. I'm from Cleveland. I have no idea what that market is. So it's more by specific area. I think more agents look to. Yeah. And, and so we can go down that uh, rabbit hole of, well, you know, I want to sell anywhere, but make sure you're not going outside your area of expertise. That That's still part of your branding. And, and like I talk about in our uh, ethics class in particular, our three-hour ethics class, 
if you sell outside your area, that's potentially an ethics violation if something goes haywire. You know, did you practice outside your area of expertise? Area can be geography. All right, so that's step one. I got three more steps to get to, so I'm gonna I'm gonna move it along here. Part so so once you've identified your your target, your audience, the next part is figuring out what your focus, your personality your positioning is. And remember, you are the product, okay? So it's focus, personality, positioning. So let's use the luxury agent as an example. Let's say that you do decide that you wanna be a luxury agent. Could it be damaging? And Tony, I'll let you answer this, this, this question. If you brand yourself as a luxury agent and then you go ahead and list a $50,000 property in Cleveland and you plaster that all over your social media, could that be damaging to the brand of luxury agent? Oh, definitely. Yeah, that definitely can. And that's where yeah, I have agents that call us. Sometimes we refer it to another agent, you know, so just don't want to, or just like we refer age, you could list a house technically anywhere in Ohio, but we'll refer to an agent outside the area. We'll refer an agent just if it's not in your price range. Yeah. How about this one, Tony? Uh, taking a listing that's overpriced and then your sign sits there for six months, the house doesn't sell because you took an overpriced listing. Uh, how could that be damaging to your brand? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Some agents won't take overpriced listings just because they, they, they like to brand themselves as selling homes quickly and, you know, you know, under market, uh, normal market condition, market time, like average market time is, you know, 45 days and I sell house, all my house sold within 30 days. Uh, but also there's ways around that you don't have to take it, but there's ways to, uh, you know, lower the asking price or come to an agreement at signing the listing agreement to come net back down. But, you know, we could go way down a rabbit hole with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, th I think that's a good quick summary of, of what your focus, personality and positioning are, you know, pick pick where you're going to be and stick with it. You know, if you decide you're going to be luxury, sorry, you can't also be selling $50,000 properties in Cleveland because that gets put out to the world. And uh, I, when I, we, we had lunch with some guys once, Tony, I wonder if you remember this, we were out with uh, another uh, brokerage, the leadership at another brokerage. And the one guy said to me, well, Mike, you uh, do REO stuff, right? And I didn't realize it, but because I had sold a lot of low price properties for buyers, I was a buyer's agent at the time in their minds and in, in this guy's mind, he said, oh, well, you're an REO agent, you know, meaning bank owned properties, right? Do you, do you remember that lunch? Oh, yeah, sure do. Right. It's just perception is reality, right? That's right. I created a brand that I was an REO agent because I did a lot of low low price sales. Just my activities in the marketplace made this guy think I was a particular kind of agent. So number two, the focus, the personality, the positioning of, of yourself. So number three is all about, um, I, I, I wanted to also lump in here the physical stuff that you see. Okay. So for example, um, I was driving today and I saw a, a team who put the word luxury in their name, you know, so they were the, the ex luxury team. I mean, that you can't get more straightforward than that. So I'm going to rattle off some words here. And these are all things that are part of your branding that are more tangible. Okay. These are things you can see, read, touch. It's the name that you choose. Now, if you're just um, Jad Sandy, real estate agent, that's okay. You know, but, you know, maybe uh, uh, you have other marketing materials that have a specific uh, name or words that you use. How about a logo? 
you know, think about Tony, what are some of the more recognizable logos in the world? Like um, I just saw today, a buddy of mine was wearing a Sherwin-Williams sweatshirt. And do you, do you remember what their logo is? Sure. The, the, uh, the globe with the uh, paint over it, right? That's right. I always wondered about that one because, you know, it's like, oh, you're spilling paint on the planet. That's not good. But we remember it, right? Or like the Coca-Cola uh, symbol or the Pepsi symbol, AT&T. I mean, these are all brands. These all have recognizable logos. How about slogans? You know, remember uh, Like a Good Neighbor? Who's who? Who's that? State Farm. I just <laughs> said, like, I said four words and you came up with the, with the company. You know, so the the slogans and words that you use are important exactly and they'll stick with you so i mean we know being in in our areas in ohio you see a lot of uh local companies local business people in all different areas of life and uh some of them have some great you know slogans that we know from being around but you can do that nowadays without spending a lot of money too. social media you know contacting right. people you know you don't have to you don't have to be the billboard king or queen of the world <laughs> to get your brand out there i was wondering if that's who you were thinking of you can also spend a lot of money to make it happen and you know he does uh, allege that he makes them pay right that's right tim yeah. is <laughs> yeah, we know who we're talking about. So you got the name. How about colors? Something as simple as colors. You know, how about your sports teams? Like, like everybody knows what color the Cleveland uh, JV football team is, right? That's right. They're they're the Browns. It's right in their it right in their name. Um, and then and then lastly, the thing that maybe isn't as uh, tangible, but I call it the the voice, and that's the outgoing marketing. So literally, your voice could be your voice in videos. It could be the advertisements that you send out. Um, so, so the last thing is, of course, your 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 voice in that whole branding category. Um, we're a little over time here, but the last thing, step number four, is to apply the branding consistently. Okay, these these are it, it's your promise that you're making to your customers, to your audience, and it's the story that you tell. So the application of the branding across the board, it goes back to that whole idea of, hey, if you're going to be the luxury agent, then sorry, you shouldn't be messing around with $50 rental property, $50,000 $50, rental properties in Cleveland, applying the branding consistently across everything that you do across all of your platforms becomes really, really important if you want to build a strong brand. So, so that was number four on my list, Tony. Uh, I'm going to sum them up real quick and then and then final thoughts here as we're over time. Uh, step one was defining the audience and the strengths and weaknesses of yourself and, and what your brand is going to be. Number two, defining your focus, your personality, your, your positioning, you know, really making a plan. Number three in brand building, I just called branding, which is all those material things, the name, the logo, slogans, et cetera. And then number four, applying it consistently across all your platforms. And to me, that is a good sort of um, basic lesson in, in how to build a brand. Final thoughts, no, Tony? No, that's great. And just I think the consistency of it uh, is uh, so if you keep on changing it around or changing your slogan or changing stuff, it kind of gets watered down. So just if you use it in your emails, you use it in your text, you use it when you're saying it and talking to people. And again, your focus is branding, not to the everybody, the in uh, all everybody in the world, it's the people in your database. 
you know, your, your, your job, I mean, it's, you don't have all the money in the world and you can't have every aspect. So you're, you're not, so when we joke around about the, the state farms and the, the Tim Misneys and other things like that, those are people with lots of money, but, but you can do that with a small, like a hundred, 200, 300 people in your, your database. If you're following up with them and contacting them or they see your, your ads or they see your uh, emails and texts, they'll get used to it. So you just want to, Concentrate on those people. Is that is that uh, for sure advice, Mike? Yeah, Tony. Quick, real, real fast story. I did a video last week of our new office, and of course, I mentioned in the video we're based in Solon. Our, our and the very next day, I get a message, private message from a, a family member I haven't seen in 25, 30 years. Hey, I have a friend who's getting ready to sell a home in Solon. But because I did that video and it was consistent with everything I've been doing for the last fifteen years. He felt comfortable referring me, even though I haven't seen the guy in 25 years and bam, you know, new listing in Solon just from that one video. So now again, it wasn't doing one video and hey, I got a listing. It was the consistency of the 15 years of doing stuff like that. Um, so Tony, I want to talk real quick about our uh, next two sessions. We're going to get into AI, artificial intelligence. I know this is all the rage right now, all the buzz. So I've uh, got, I've done a little bit of research and I have a uh, couple tips. So we're going to talk about um, first of all, first of all, a bunch of different products that are out there, and I'll try to sift through the mess for you guys and tell you which ones you should be trying out. And then secondly, I'll mention Chat GPT, but we'll do a second session where we really do a deeper dive on Chat GPT. If you don't know what it is, Google it. If you do know what it is, and you're scratching your head saying, "Gee, how can I use this in my business?" That's what we're going to hit the next two weeks: is how to use AI in your real estate business. That's awesome. You're going to teach me a lot myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish I could say I'm an expert. Uh, I know enough to be dangerous, but I wanted to share at least some basics with some people and at least answer the question for you, what it is. And secondly, how can I use it in my business? You're going to be surprised. Uh, I, I was at, you know, at the uh, 121, the Century 21 convention. One of the speakers there said these, these words, and this is what stuck with, with me. And this is for those of you who maybe don't have an assistant right now. He said to me, I almost feel bad. And we're like waiting for him to make his point. And he says, I feel like chat GPT is like having an employee that I don't pay. That's how powerful that was John Reyes. He said, I feel like it's, I feel like I have an employee working for me and I'm not paying them because right now it's free. So that's next week. Yeah. No, I just learned about that the other day. I haven't tried it, but I'm going to give it a try. See what it's all about. Excellent. All right, guys. See you all next week. Uh, tune in uh, every Tuesday, 1130 to 1150 or today, 1156 Eastern time. And please uh, go to YouTube channel and subscribe there. We're getting real close to a thousand. So really appreciate all you guys tuning in. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone. We hope you enjoyed free beer and real estate from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team. Please subscribe to our podcast and find us on YouTube by searching for Mike Ferrante, Cleveland Realtor. You will find videos, training, and even recipes from 21 Mike's Vegan Kitchen.